If you have your Bible, why don't we stand for the reading of God's word, 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21. Amen. And I'm going to be speaking in all kinds of direction. I feel the Holy Ghost directed me this morning. Second uh, Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to 21. Uh, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of men, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Let me say that again. Where there is no vision, the people perish. Okay, you may be seated. You know, when you open the Word of God, you know, I hope you understand that the Bible was written to tell us about Jesus Christ, who Jesus is. But most importantly, I think that, that we need to understand the Bible is a book of preparation. Let me repeat that again. Preparation. I don't know about you this morning, how long did you take to prepare yourself for church service? For the guys, I think it'd be quick. We all need 15 minutes, just wear a shirt, make sure the shirt is ironed and that's it. Comb our hair, it depends what kind of hairstyle you want. Put a lot of gel or not, you know, you just prepare yourself to come to service. And the way you prepare yourself will determine whether you are on time or not. Hello? But when you have more children, you need more time to prepare yourself. Today I want to talk to you about a very important lesson. The importance of preparation in these last days. Amen. Okay? Everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Again, prophecy is like a vision in the future to prepare us. What's the purpose of prophecy? Prophecy is to prepare the people of God. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Prophecy is not just about a prediction. It's so that we get prepared. Amen. Okay. But before we go any further, I'd like to read a scripture here that I think is very, very sobering. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 26. It goes like this. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 26. Let me see. Okay. Maybe I'm jumping all over my notes. Today, uh, free flow, huh? Okay, another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seeds in his field. Is it up there? No, not yet. Okay. Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 to 26. Okay. That's why you must bring your own Bible. Lah, huh? Don't always rely on the PowerPoint. Okay, it's there. Okay. But when men slept, Remember this, folks, this is not a time for us to sleep. Only when men slept, what happened? The enemy, his enemy came and sowed tares among wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung forth and brought forth, there appeared tares also. Okay, let me, let me explain. Wheat and tares are two different things, but they look like the same. Tares are weeds. They are parasites. They will eat up the good nutrition from the wheat. And when did this happen? It's when the man slept. Amen. I, I say again, uh, you know, in the spiritual world, we can be sleeping. Amen. We don't know what's coming. You know, there are things that are coming. And today's message will 
mostly target parents. Because your job is to prepare your children, to prepare your children. What are we to prepare for? We're going to cover that. But our job is to prepare our children. And preparation is always sacrifice. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. But you need to know what the vision looks like. The Word of God has painted a picture what end time should look like. So you have to make preparation. Parenting is intentional. Say praise the Lord. Are, are you with me here again? Amen. You see, children that are consecrated and dedicated to the Lord doesn't happen by chance. It takes an intention. It takes a focus. Amen. And life is really all about preparation. <laughs> the bigger the event, the preparation is bigger. Like for instance, NDP parade. My goodness, you've got to coordinate thousands of volunteers, you know, trying to uh, uh, practice every Saturday. If it's raining, what's the raining contingent plan? And, and if someone has COVID, now you have uh, someone who stand by to take over. Amen. The bigger, the more coordination is needed. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, and likewise, when Jesus Christ came into the picture, there was a lot of people that were... <sighs> On the scene, and, and, and they, they God, you know what? <laughs> Some people think that, oh, uh, 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 John the Baptist came to prepare the way. No, no, no. Jesus prepared a way for John the Baptist because he was prophesied of him. I was sent forth a, mes a messenger. Amen. So all these things was, 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 was prepared in advance. Different characters in the Bible, David, so, in all these things, you know, everything that we are talking about was foretold. Amen. And we, the people of God, need to embrace vision and prophecy and the reason of us getting, knowing where we want to go will require us to put some restraint. You see, in life, listen to me, in life you will have two kinds of pain. The pain of discipline or the pain of regrets. Let me tell you something. The pain of discipline will cost you an ounce, but the pain of regret will cost you tons. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Come on, are you with me here today? So preparation is sacrifice. I mean, folks, first of all, you got to get a vision. What kind of marriage you want? What kind, what kind of children you want? Because if you don't have a vision of what kind of children you want, then what's the strategy? If you have no vision, then what's the next step? And then all the yet you need the next step. You need to test the step. Oh Lord, help me here. Everybody's getting quiet on me. Everybody say, praise God. You know, again, you know, I don't know about you, but NDP, you know, it's too big for me to handle, but let's think about DCD. <laughs> I mean, when we say, wow, I think some of the people here, wow, no DCD, wow. Can relax another year. <laughs> but for us, this ED to go down, look for a recce for a place. We are, by the way, we are wrecking right now for the year 2023. How many of you miss DCD? Amen. But but let me say this: the DCD is work for the staff especially. And for all the different personnel, do you know who you are? Carrying the equipment, checking the list. Hey, 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 what list do we have? Hey, is the list updated? Oh, the serial number updated because we got to go forth and send for clearance to the customs. It takes work. 
Bigger events require bigger preparation. I mean, I, I don't know about you. Maybe it's your marriage. Your, your wedding ceremony. The bigger the wedding ceremony, the more preparation is required. Amen. Okay? You know, again, you know, preparation. If say, you say, I want to be a man of God, get ready. God will prepare you. I, I, I love this illustration here that uh, uh, I want to share with you. Several centuries ago, a Japanese emperor commissioned an artist to paint a picture of a certain species of bird. Months went by, then years passed. No painting. Just imagine, you pay somebody to paint after many years, still no painting. Then what happened? The emperor became very angry and went to the artist and asked him where the painting was. Hello? Just imagine you go down there. I asked you to renovate a house up to now. The floor still not hacked. Ah. What is going on? I pay you for the hour. Leh. Hello? You know, and then, and then it goes on. <laughs> you know, the artist sat down and painted the most beautiful picture of this bird that could ever been painted. Suddenly, the emperor asked him why he had not painted the bird until now. The artist took him into another room and showed him hundreds of bird parts that he had painted. Eyes, feathers, wings, feet, hands, or head, sorry. Uh, he had spent hours and hours along with gallons of paint preparing to paint the masterpiece until he had completed his preparation. He could not paint the masterpiece. Some of us are wondering, hey, why is life tough? Why am I going through one season of tough thing after another and another and another? Guess what? God is preparing you to be the man of God that you want or you need to be. Training. How do you know that training has already occurred? It will make you uncomfortable. You know, I remember one time, my PC in BMT say this, you know when training has really begun, when your sergeant major or your intake will look like your enemy. Wow, you know, you all got two weeks, right? You know, orientation week, very short. You know, wow, not bad. Got orientation officer, you know, everything is so nice, you know. Can call mother, hello. You know, uh, you know they say that, uh, you know, uh, 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 army, no, uh, what do you call it? Uh, army is scared of mommy. <laughs> you know, that's why you got to call back, you know, and stuff like that. But after that two weeks, lo and behold, Something possessed my sergeant major. He thinks that I am deaf, always shouting, screaming vulgarities. The first time he asked me, you know, uh, uh, anybody got anything you want to ask or any feedback? Once you raise your hand, you are marked until you finish BMT. Okay? So, so that's what preparation looks like. Preparation may not be fun. Being a parent may not be fun. You feel like, I sacrifice it. I have no life left. Well, you are preparing them. Everybody say, praise God. You know, uh, God wants us to be a people that continually prepare 
ourselves for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. You see, Matthew chapter 22, verse 14 tells us, For many are called, invited, and summoned, but few are chosen. Why? Because many disciples greatly desire to function effectively, but far fewer are willing to pay the price of being ready for the task. Wow. Amen. Praise God. I like to get a go, but I don't like the training. <laughs> Amen. Especially right now, if you ask me to run, I mean, that day, you know, we were walking in the park and all my children were running and my wife was running. And I said, you go, I take video camera, I walk. <laughs> it's not the same. If I go run, I will, I'll probably not be able to preach today. You know, and, and, and training is difficult. Everybody say praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, again, uh, you know, the word prepare means, okay, from the Greek, to provide properly for, to foresee problems, to rehearse, to rehearse ahead of time, to train for a specific task, to educate with special knowledge, to set the groundwork and the foundation of to cultivate for fruitful reproduction, to mellow and mature the character of, to arm or feed out with necessary weapons of warfare. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, every time when you study the Word of God, the Word of God is really to prepare the body of Christ. Amen. Why everybody taking photo? Good. That's a good sign. Amen. Uh, again, when you look at nature itself, nature itself in animal, first, by instinct, the animals themselves prepare their food for winter by their discipline of gathering food during the harvest season. If God has given the animals an instinct for preparation, how much more should men feel the same for the ministry of the Spirit? Amen. I, I don't know about you, but it's been raining crazy one moment hot, one moment cold. One moment hot, don't know whether I want to bring my dog down or don't, don't bring. Or wait later, don't. But here's not something that I realized. Like, ever soon it becomes dry ground. I don't know why, even in the late night, I see ants working. Like they are taking every opportunity. You say, we have to prepare for another rainy season because another rainy season will come. Amen. You know, nature itself teaches us we have to prepare. Amen. Plants. You know, uh, you think about plants. The ground is prepared by nature and the farmer to bring forth fruit. The rains, the snow, the sun, all help to prepare the ground for spring. Nature is continually preparing itself for its next cycle of life and reproduction. Amen. And how about elements? Stones are prepared by the natures in rivers. Stones are continually tossed and turned in the river until they become smooth stones. Beautiful. That's the stone that David used to conquer Goliath. Amen. Craftsmanship. Skill craftsmanship and professions. Uh, professional people provide an excellent example of need for preparation. A technical occupation in society requires you, you a certain level of technical training. I mean... You see everything coming out, it looks like very simple, right? 
But you know it requires a technical skill for setting up what we have today. Amen. We had some technical hiccups in the early morning, but thank God for technical people that come, they troubleshoot it. Amen. It requires a level of training. That's why training is so important. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Even, I mean, I mean, if you don't have a medical doctor that is trained, do you want him to operate on you? I mean, the first time he said, hey, this, hey Sam, I, I want to cut you open. <laughs> you got this problem. Uh, how many surgeries have you done? None? <laughs> w- w- will you <laughs> freak out? Will you freak out, you know, the first time when my dad, you know, he was the first few at, in Singapore that had bypass surgery. Okay, and I still remember the doctor, Dr. Maurice Chu. First person in Singapore that died do bypass. It's kind of scary, right? So I think my dad was the second time. <laughs> you know, first, second time doing bypass and we were <laughs> kind of scared, you know, you know, it was a major surgery at that time. Okay, my dad's time. And then he, 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 you know, the doctor did a success over my dad. Amen. So again, we see training is a very important, critical part of life. Amen. And let me say this again. Preparation is sacrificing the temporal desires for an important purpose. Amen. That means, you know what? It's like some of you are adulting. You know, you realize, oh, I got to buy insurance. No longer my parents got to buy insurance and it's a good, good thing. Everybody say amen. You know, you got to pay uh, maybe $400 a month and then you say, wow, very heart pain. Now you know how your parents feel. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. I mean, adulting is, is no fun. I'd rather stay in my father's house. <laughs> I don't have to pay for electricity. I don't have to pay for that internet. <laughs> I can use unlimited, but hey, these are all things that we have to be prepared for. You know, when, when, when you move out, guess what? You have to pay for water, you know? I know you don't have to pay for water. You just turn on the tap in the home and drink water, but guess who's paying the bill? Thank you for that overwhelming response. Everybody's quiet. The only thing that you get free sometimes is the air. (laughs) Air is free. Everybody says, praise God. But the rest of the thing, you have to pay. Electricity, aircon. How many of you love aircon? Amen. If If there's no aircon, nobody will come here today. Amen. Okay. So again, everything that we do has a price set. And somebody's got to pay it. And that's one of the reasons why your parents are preparing you. Let me say one thing, children. This is a very important lesson for you. Your parents may seem unreasonable but they are preparing you for life. Things don't happen around you. The world is a very cruel place out there. Come on, parents, help me say amen. Amen. They don't care about your feelings, whether it's hurt or not. Come on, come on, come on, adults. 
They are not politically correct. Come on. And sometimes your father and your mother is trying to prepare you. Go study. Oh, thank you. God, this is getting fun. <laughs> Don't mess around with your life. Get a good education. Wow, this is good. All the parents say, ho, ho, it's my time to get back. Amen. You see, preparation is the key to success. That's why we always tell our children, don't study last minute. You study last minute, you do homework last minute, guess what happened? You get last minute results. Everybody say, praise the Lord. Oh, oh, one more show, one more show, one more show. Uh, uh, Netflix, uh, uh, drama, uh, yeah, I need to distress myself. One drama, two drama, three drama, then ten drama, still haven't distressed. Amen. Come on. Then you're wondering why you fail. Oh, the devil made me do this. Oh, I serve the Lord. No, there's a principle that is always at work. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 10. Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 and 10. It goes like this. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. Amen. And let us not grow weary in well-doing. Okay, you know what the well-doing means? It means this, he must not withdraw. He must not fail, fall back. He must not slack off. He must not allow weariness. He must, you know, he, he, he must not allow routineness. He must not give in to pressure. He must not give in to temptation. He must not give, give in into persecution. Amen. Stay the course. That's why sometimes parents like no hard one. <laughs> get up, get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. I, I need to sleep. Get up. Do your homework. <laughs> Come on, you've got to do what's right. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Like when you go army, right, the, the intake will not go to your bed and say, Good morning. Good morning, Jordan. Are you awake? Can you get up now, please? The one, okay, la. five minutes, five minutes, I come back again. I tell you what happened. Your whole platoon outside, they will make, they will make you hate the the sergeant major will make you make the whole platoon hate Jonah because he's late. <laughs> Amen. Come on, everybody, say praise the Lord. I'm talking about preparation. Come on, everybody, say, Pastor, you are making sense. You know, and every time when you read in the Word of God, there is the preparation of offerings for the tabernacle of Moses. Amen. Remember this, folks. You have to prepare yourself to come before the presence of God. Eh? Some of us look like last night you watched Netflix. Eh? Eyes cannot open one. I will cry out. Some of us are here but not here. Hello? You there? Because you didn't prepare yourself. You say, oh, the devil was so strong. No, let me help you understand something about parenting. 
101. Parenting involves management and training. You manage your environment. Sometimes you cannot train your child if they cross the threshold of being tired. You cannot train them. And sometimes you need to tell your children, I want to treat you like an adult, but you are behaving like a child. So if you behave like an adult, adult knows how to manage themselves. The voices that you hear are not the devil, it's your flesh. I want to sleep. How many of you know that a person that is sleepy is irritating? Is lazy? Is performance-wise, is just slow. They bathe so long, they brush their teeth, everything divided by two. You are ready to go church, they walk this way. They brush their teeth. Sometimes forget to put toothbrush, toothpaste. Sometimes they use facial cleanser to put on their toothbrush. Blur, blur. Then they fall down, break their leg. Yesterday, I asked them to look for their clothes. Every time go in the morning, I got no clothes to wear. And then there you go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And then after that, I, I, I pity those that are early on time one. Okay. They were all like that. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, help me. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, help me. By the way, church start at 10, huh? Not when the worship over. Like. Hello? Do you know where's the most important time? The presence of God. Hello? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You all still love me or not? Because you know what you're teaching? Rapture, don't wait for anybody you want it. God won't say, oh, rapture, time is ready. And then, hey, the guy's still sleeping. <laughs> ah, five more minutes, five more minutes. Angels, five minutes. <laughs> what, what are we teaching our children? Let me tell you something about discipleship. He's the Lord, not you are the Lord. I mean, this is a whole principle about parenting, about family, about order in the home. There has got to be no voting in the home. I mean, I get to be a father not because my children all select. Okay. Lee Seng Kiong. And the nominees are Lee Seng Kiong, Jabez Lee, Abigail Lee, Leah Lee, Sister Huya Lee. And the winner is Timothy Lee. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Free food, free internet, free mobile for 21 years until you get a salary and you pay me back. <laughs> Come on, it doesn't work that way. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you with me here today? And I'm talking about preparing yourself. If you want to encounter God, you have to prepare yourself just like the tabernacle plan. They have to look for a lamb without blemish. Amen. I mean, they have to bring the animals to the... I mean, you think about that, that's a lot of work. Eh? Bring the animals to the tabernacle. And then the priest come on, go and check. No. <laughs> Just imagine someone come here, when you praise and worship, they go and check you. Eh? Got blemish or not? <laughs> I mean, come on. 
I mean, yes, I know that He paid the price for us to enter in, but that doesn't mean that we take this grace for granted. In fact, this is something that I cannot pay. I better to treat this, this, this presence of God with and all. It's just like when I pass my wife this thing and I tell her someone passed this to me and helped me and uh, it cost you one billion dollars. Now, I tell you, my wife will freak out, let's go home, let's go home, let's go home. I mean, this is precious. The presence of the Lord is precious. And we, the people of God, need to remind ourselves, just because it's free, it doesn't mean it is cheap. Come on, everybody say, praise the Lord. Are you with me here today? Amen. And then the preparation of the people to cross over the Jordan, we find that in Joshua chapter 1, verse 11, the preparation of a man's heart to seek after God. 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3. Psalms 10, verse 17. Preparation of the materials of Solomon temple. 2 Chronicles chapter 2, verse 9. 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 3 to 14. You know, again, a preparation for the end, for winter. Proverbs Chapter, uh, Proverbs chapter 30, verse 25. Preparation of the way of the Messiah, Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3. And so forth. You know, you see a lot of preparation that is taking place. Amen. Everybody say, praise God. And then again, you know, as, as, as parents, I, I say again, we want to prepare an inheritance for our children. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. That's why we buy insurance. Amen. We buy insurance ahead of time so that our children will be blessed the next generation if we can. If we can. Some of us cannot. Never mind, there's still things that you can invest on. Amen. But, but let me tell you something. You know, uh, 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 if you can, put aside those money. Amen. Save for a rainy season. Everybody say praise God because the rain will come. The Bible says the rain will come. The storms of life will come. That's why we have to save. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, and, and, and here comes an important thing that we have to also remind ourselves. This one is very crucial. Ready? Money can buy a house but not a home. A bed but not a rest. But not an appetite. Medicine but not health. Information, but not wisdom. Truths, but no joy. But not friends. Sorry, uh, associates, but not friends. Servants, but not loyalty. Flattery, but not, but not respect. Amen. As much as we want to save our inheritance, but don't just invest in those things. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. Oh, this is one of my favorite verses. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Again, I, I want to share this with you. He says, in the way he should go, not in the way we think he should go. We all have our dreams. I know that. As a parent, I have my dreams for my children. But is my dreams towards my children equal to God's dream? Amen. God has a plan for them. Everybody say praise God. You know, some of the things that I realize that is important is to train them to respect authorities. Hello? 
Amen. I'm in charge. You know, there's a statement that I use in my home. It always works. It says this, end of discussion. End of discussion. My children say no point talking to daddy. When he say that, Ray, we die. So we better be open towards him. Amen. Everybody say praise the Lord. Come on, are you with me? You're looking sleepy today. Amen. We have to train a spiritual authority. Why? Because God is going to be in charge of their life. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Again, I say this again. (laughs) You know, uh, you cannot teach a child anything if they are undisciplined. Let me repeat that again. You know, I, I recommend parents to watch Helen Keller, the black and white version. Helen Keller, blind, deaf, mute. But yet this, this lady, Anne Sullivan, she took that challenge and disciplined that child until when the child is disciplined, then the child can learn. But you know what happened? Parents feel pity. Her parents feel pity and let her do whatever she wants. Eating off other people's food. <laughs> Doing whatever they want. And then and Sullivan was so shocked. You allow this rowdy behavior to carry on if you allow it. And, 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 and what she did was to take Helen Keller out of the house into another house because the parents will always want to get involved. And they feel so much. Folks, can I say something that it may not be politically correct? Don't pity your children. Because the world will never pity them. Treat them as normal. Amen. Praise God. Are you with me? You're getting quiet there. Hello? I got to treat them ready because the world out there is going to be a monster. The out there doesn't know pity. Amen. Everybody say pray, but it starts with a preparation. So what do you mean by preparation? I'm going to help you understand something. Never train your child to sit in service, in service. You start at home. This is what I did, okay? When my children was young, I made them sit. And then I play church with them. I say, okay, praise God. Then after that, you remember all the cars in front. They are the tabernacle of cars. You know, and I'll teach them what service should look like and how they should sit. Hello? To ask a child to sit for two hours immediately is cruel. It's not achievable. But you start with one minute. Two minutes, five minutes, ten minutes, reward them. That's what preparation looks like. Hello? Are you all with me? I can tell you something. I'm going to shock you one day. If the place allows me, I'm going to make Milo come and I can show you he can sit. If a dog can sit ten minutes, how about a human being? It's all about training, isn't it? Consistency training. 
you know what the trainer that I wish that we have trainers for parenting. They'll come and observe your parenting style, which America has. It's called Super Nanny. And they'll look. And they'll observe what is that behavior that you want to get rid of your children. You must observe the behavior. Right? Then you find strategies that you can combat that behavior. Amen. <laughs> what is that? Then you got to find out whether it's a management issue or whether it's a training issue. Hello? You're getting quiet. <laughs> Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you with me here again? You know, then don't hand a bunch of kids that's not trained to the Sunday school teacher. The Sunday school teacher say, I quit. Please, I quit. I give up. And the worst part about this is this. Okay, hear, hear me now. I'm going to be really meddling today because I felt the Holy Ghost. Make sure that fathers and mothers are one. Parenting, one. Same style. If disagreement, go inside the room and talk about it. Don't disagree in front of your children. Hello? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Or here's the worst one. You know, uh, you know what? Children are manipulative by nature. Like. They always go to the one that will give them more. <laughs> you know, they know how to give that Google face. Even my dog knows how to give me that fat face. They are manipulative. They want control. Because in them is the nature called sin. Control. You got to be one. Don't papa say this, mama say this. After that, always say, always go to mama one. Because mama liberal. Papa too extreme. Amen. I mean, you're, you, you know, when children want to ask for something, you know who they ask. They're very smart, like. If it's a computer gadget, they go to me. <laughs> but it's for most lack of uh, punishment, they go to mom. Amen. Then we find out that we are not on the same page. Guess what happened? We fight. Amen. We got to be careful, especially with generations in the home together. You know, I know this is very hard for me, but it is not my ch child. If Adora and Sean have their baby... I have to be very careful to stay out of the picture because I'll cause confusion. If I'm not happy, I will talk to them on site and talk to them. <laughs> because you know what? Once there is disorder in the house, there's chaos. Who is supposed to be in charge here? We can only advise. When they hit certain age, the more you tell them to do, they back it, they will push you away. H Hello? If you keep on telling them you should do this, you should do this, guess what? They don't want to, they come only to see you uh, on Mother's Day and Father's Day. Because you, you, you are always meddling with them. And they are tired. Come on, everybody say amen. Come on, young, young, young. Don't say amen. Maybe some of the parents are here. <laughs> uh, you know, you, you, yes, I have to earn my voice. The question I have to ask is myself, this is not my child. But to say nothing, okay, you know what? I'm going to take it to the Lord in prayer and ask God to give me a voice over their life. Because right now they are over 21, some of them 28, some of them 30. 
Yeah, it, uh, you know what? It, the most painful thing for me is I do not want them to repeat the same mistake I did. And sometimes you got to let go because they are an older folk. They're no longer children. You're getting quiet lad, today. Hello? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. So again, <laughs> everybody say praise God. Are, are you with me here today? You know, we got to talk about preparation and we want to prepare our children to come into the presence of the Lord. One of the things that, that, that I, I remember very clearly, if you want your children to receive the Holy Ghost, you must teach them and talk to them, not through the Bible, but through your personal testimony that God is good. You must tell your own version of the story. You don't take a Bible to preach to them. You got to break it down. You know, God is so good. God is so good because He has done this. God is so good. Look, look, we don't have money. God gave us money. Come on, hallelujah. And then you share stories that they can understand. God is good. God is good. And then you teach them how to respond to the goodness of God, which is thanksgiving. Do you know that you need to teach your children how to say thank you? Wait a minute. You know, stop. I say, slow down. Tell me why you want to say thank you. Tell me why first. Because they must understand the principle that they don't deserve it, but God gave it anyhow to you. Otherwise, you raise up a generation that is unthankful. It's prophesied in the word of God that perilous times will come. They will become unholy and unthankful. So you got to take time to stop them and say, what must you say? Sometimes you want to make it funny. Say thank you with a cherry on top. That's what I always used to do. My children, okay, thank you and what? With a cherry on top with double scoop of ice cream. You know, make it creative. You've got to make them thank you. You've got to stop them. And when an elder comes into your house, you must say, Yeah, yeah, Kong Kong. Popo. Amen. Nai Nai. Amen. Hello. You've got to teach honor to the elders. Everybody say, praise God. You're getting me nervous. Like. Amen. I, I've said this are uh, basic 101. Like. Hello? The children don't call the shots. You call the shots. Why are you so afraid? You pay the bill. You pay the water. Just imagine they rebellious. Just turn off the water like, one day. Amen. Just, just turn off the internet. Just take out all your land cable. Just take it out. Say, I got the power. <laughs> Amen. One day they tahan, but then there's a few days, you know, but, but again, you know, you see, if you train them well in the very beginning this way, right, honor will automatically come. But you got to start the foundation right. Amen. By the way, I'm going to say it as clearly, you guys got to honor your parents. When you start work, you honor them by giving. The best way to honor. If I have to tell you what to give, something is wrong. First paycheck is not my insurance. Eh? First paycheck, how do I honor God and how do I honor my parents? Is, is this okay? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. Because you know what? You want to break the spirit of ungratefulness, unthankfulness. Amen. That's how you break it. 
by giving honor. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me here today? I don't know why. Today is like parenting one-on-one. We lordship, praise God, respond in thanksgiving, worship. You know, worship cannot happen if they don't know who they ought to worship. So you've got to share about the goodness of Jesus. I mean, don't complain all the time. God is good, but you're fighting all the time. Where got God good? Amen. God is good. Mama, daddy, sleeping separate. What's going on? The greatest gift that you can give to your children is a strong marriage. Everybody say praise God. Do you know what we are telling them? God's principles work as Christ loved the church. Amen. That I believe of this thing called love. Amen. I believe in forgiveness. You know, I believe God's ways works. Don't give up on hope. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are you, are you with me? You see, everything goes down to this preparation, laying down the groundwork so that, you know what, folks, if you all cannot agree, you all need to take back and pray about it. And then after you pray already, you know, and then you need a referee. Yeah, you need a referee. Sometimes better get outside opinion than your talk. Amen. Hello? Amen. I mean, here's, here's something very, very trivial. But I'm going to be honest with you because I'm very honest one. Huh? The way I train my dog huh, and my wife want to train the dog very different is worse than parenting. Parenting, at least we can agree. Like. Wow, but training dog, different world. Like. Sometimes I'm so mean. I say, what, what color is they cow? Because they cow is in home. You know, I will just train. You know, wow. But then, you know what I say? Defense mechanism. Hey, you hey, no pity, you so cruel. You evil. <laughs> They're like, uh, okay. D-O-G, not S-O-N. Okay. Then we get someone who's a neutral party to come and give us both sides of the story. Guess what? We have a tendency to receive from an outsider better. Because he's a trained individual. Hello? Amen. Some of you need your care group leaders or people that are experienced to come into the situation. Sometimes both of you are right. And what we found out that both of us are right in different, uh, different contexts. I see where you're coming from. Because always like this one, uh, we always share our context one. We never share the other person's context. And then we realize that both of us are right. The key goal is to have a common vision. If the, if the family is not united in harmony, guess what will happen? The devil will go in and create havoc. Everybody say praise the Lord. Are you with me here today? Amen. Again, you know, when we talk about life, we got to ask ourselves the question, every day is about preparation for tomorrow. Leh. Hello? Really, every day is a preparation for tomorrow. Leh. If I prepare today well, tomorrow will be easier for me. Amen? I mean, if you get up, your clothes all, you come to work, praise God, hallelujah. You know, but then you're scrambling, where's my socks? Where's my what? Then you run, you run to the bus, and then you finally make it, and then you're sweating all over, then you fall down, and then you go like that meeting. Come on, preparation. Amen? Even the world tells us preparation is the key to success. 
Everybody say praise God. How about the Christian life? Isn't the Christian life is a life of preparation for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Amen? Come on. I mean, uh, good, you prepare your children educationally, you prepare your children, but have you prepared yourself for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ? Are you prepared for war? Are you prepared to share the gospel? Come on, ask yourself these questions. You know, again, we have the parable of the ten virgins. We have the parable of the talents found in Matthew chapter 25. Telling us, prepare, prepare. Don't run on empty. Prepare. Amen. So, what are we to prepare for? Number one, write in your notes, prepare to see Jesus. Amen. Let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to Him for the marriage of the Lamb has come and His bride has made herself ready. Who made the bride ready? She made herself ready. Amen. The bride is the church. Amen. You know, how do we make ourselves ready through this whole process called sanctification? To become like Christ. Holiness is to be like Christ. Amen. Okay? Everybody say, praise God. <laughs> Come on. You know, again, God is not coming back to a beat-up bride. God is going to come back to a bride that is without blemish, amen, holy, in every aspect of their thoughts, every aspect of their life, not just one outside appearance, but every aspect, your motives got to be holy, your intentions got to be holy, your actions got to be holy, and it's not something that we can do on our own. It has to be the divine influence of the Holy Spirit, the divine influence of this thing called grace that makes us want to do better. Amen. Do you know why I want to do better? Because I know I'm forgiven. But not only that, I don't want to break his heart anymore. True repentance will only work if you understand that you are breaking the heart of God. And he's always there to pick you up. You know, despite and in spite of your issues, God will still love you. But you know what? Some of us, you know, I, there, there are times, I, I, I don't know whether it's happened to any uh, uh, couples before, you know, I mess up. And when I mess up, I break my wife's heart. And when she cries, well, I cannot take it. In the beginning, I say, I promise you will never happen again. <laughs> I know you're laughing. Why? Because it happened again. <laughs> now she cannot even trust me, Brother David, because I promised, Ma. Now it happened again. Now she says, I cannot even trust you now. Wow. Well, but she got to forgive me, Apo <laughs> You know, and then she forgives and she forgives and she is long-suffering. And then the more I see her pain, the more I see her bearing my pain, I cannot take it because I love her and I got to do something. Now I say I try. <laughs> and then after that, I don't say I try. I say I need help. <laughs> help. <laughs> help. I need somebody. And I need the Holy Spirit. And how does Holy Spirit activate in that life when you humble yourself? Sometimes, right, it's a matter of just going to your elder and humble yourself. I'm struggling. 
you know, you're, you're right. And then you know what happened? Supernaturally, grace comes in. That approach of saying, I'm a mess up kid. You know, yeah, you know what? You're right. You know, sometimes I feel, you know, we all got our egos, you know. <sighs> this week was a bad week for me, especially in driving. When you got a private instructor, I don't know what happened to them. They just tell you everything bad. Chala, 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 chala. Keep on telling you the whole time like that. My ego hurt. My ego hurt say, wow, I want to record him. I want to record all his voice and put in social media. Then he, that's it, man. That's it, man. That's it, man. I want to ruin his reputation because he called me chala, 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 scold me until so bad. Don't know why private instructor all like that one. I changed two some more. Everybody say amen. Come on, how many of you know what I'm talking about? I mean, I pay you to teach me and not to criticize me. <laughs> two hours. Chala, 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 chala. That's good. Drive chala la. You prophesy. Chala, 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 chala. Everything within me want to kill him. Man. I mean, I, I, I'm, just, I'm just honest. At that moment, hurt my ego. Rex, you look at me, you can identify, right? Oh, cannot. Praise God. <laughs> Such a sweet man. You know, but, but, but I'm just so frustrated at 52-year-old Kong Jalat. Tell a 20-year-old about Kong Jalat. You know, wow, everything within me is hot. Wow, talk to my children also hot. Then I realized, my goodness, why can't I admit? Why chew gonna car? Settle it, I mean, why can't I admit that I am not coordinated? Why can't? And you know what? The Lord convicted me, Sister Ria. I'm going to send him a text tonight and say, I apologize. We got ego issues, folks. We all got ego issues. And I realized why it's so difficult for me to admit that I was reckless, I was irresponsible, I put my instructor in a very difficult position, that he had to scold me. And I said this to him, I write already, you teach me 30 minutes, one hour I take you for lunch, on me. You're right, I just want to make it up to you, I'm sorry. Because I realized something, it's not worth fighting for your ego. I will not learn. I will not end up having my driving license. <laughs> After all, it's 52 years. And here's something that I want to tell you, go and learn driving early, y'all. <laughs> Amen. I mean, come on. Everybody say praise God. You know what? I'm, being a Christian is difficult, isn't it? But you know what? At the end of the day, I serve God. Every instructor is an authority. How can I preach authority when I dishonor him by recording him and put on YouTube? <laughs> Come on, everybody say praise God. I, can, can I be honest with you? This is real life. Uh, ego hurt. Then you know what? I live up here, you know, say that song, I will praise you. 
Then you know I say, yeah, even though I jealous, even though I can't get you, I will praise you. I will praise you. Come on, because God still loves me. What jealous, what can't get you, also God loves me. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise God. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I, I, I know this is kind of candid, but I realize it's real life radical issues because I struggle. But then, you know what? Last night, I made the whole night, I was thinking of what do I write? Lord, what should I write? Then I spent the whole night typing and then I felt a release. I'm free. Forgiveness brings freedom. Amen. That I'm not resentful. Next time I call your ear, huh, tomorrow, and I, yeah, I go to tell him, I pay you to teach me. <laughs> then after I say, I don't teach you law, then I go and find another instructor. I hate it. I start from zero one again. Amen. Humility. You know, this week, they celebrating pride. Why don't we celebrate humility? Amen. I, I take that and say that I humble myself in the presence of God. And the way I humble myself is I humble myself to people that don't deserve it. That's how humility looks like. Humility don't look like when they deserve it. When they don't deserve it, I humble myself because it is very hard to fight a humble person. I say again, it is a very hard to fight a humble person. Everybody say praise God. Amen. That second preparation is to prepare to pay the cost. Amen. That means you prepare for battle. There's going to be training. And, and, and you see, notice, the battle is not, I take a knife and say, you better make me fast. That is not the way God designed spiritual warfare looks like. You overcome evil with good. Let me say again, you overcome evil with good. Amen. That's what spiritual warfare looks like. And I realized I was in spiritual warfare. Amen. Because I was trying to defend my ego. I let God be my defender. Amen. I want to be innocent of evil. I don't want to be blood on my hands. Amen. Everybody say praise God. That is spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare to do opposite and the world will tell you to do. And love when it's hard. Forgive when it's hard. Amen. That is spiritual warfare to do exactly opposite of trying to, 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 to play the, the justice game. I don't want to play the justice game because only the Bible says there can only be one lawgiver and it cannot be you. God is the lawgiver. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Again, Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13 says, be prepared. You are up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help that you can get. Every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you still be on your feet. Amen. There'll be things that we have to deal with. Fear, our insecurities. There are things that we have to deal with. Frustration. There are things that we deal with. Fatigue. There are things that we deal with feeling like a failure. And then you will bring discouragement. You will bring distraction. And you will bring distortion. And you bring deception. And then you will bring disillusion. And then you will bring total annihilation. The devil got us. Amen. Am I making sense? 
Romans chapter 12, verse 19 and 21. This is the hardest one. Beloved, do not avenge yourself, but rather give place to wrath, for it is written, vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Therefore, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If your driving instructor scold you, accept it and give him some kaya and toast. Buy kopi for him. Tell him that you are sorry for all the things that you have done. Amen. If he's thirsty, buy him yakun. Give him a drink, for in so doing, you will heap coals of fire on his head. Do not overcome, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, let's leave our hands. Father, help us right now. Help us. This is the hardest part. Lord, vengeance is not mine, but belongs to you. Lord, help us, lead us. In Jesus' name. Number three, prepare to share the gospel. Prepare to move out of your comfort zone. Prepare yourself to teach whatever instrument that God has given you, whether it's your testimony, whether it is teaching the born again app, just prepare yourself because you never know when you need to share the gospel. Amen. Everybody say praise God. You know, praise God. Are you with me here again? I'm saying this, you, you, you prepare. Everybody say prepare. Prepare to meet Jesus. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad that God can still convict me of some of the little things. Amen. I, I, I want to be like him. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, 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 then you got to prepare for spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is not that you go and buy a gun and go down and fight with somebody. No, you take away the gun and say, I'm going to overcome you with good. Amen. Turn your enemy to become your friend. Because Jesus did it on the cross. He turned his enemies to his friends. Amen. If it makes you feel good, maybe he had a bad day. I don't know. I still remember Jenny Miller. I was talking to her last night. She's doing well. You know, and she was telling me that she went into a camp. I think she was going to Salalang camp at that time. You know, she went to a camp. And then this lady, uh, this taxi driver was so ballistic, you no. Know? Curses, swear, everything to call her all the bad language. Eh? Sister Jenny looked at her, him and said, you must have a bad day, isn't it? Why are you cursing me? And that guy broke down and cried. He had a hard time. And he allowed Jenny to pray for him. Amen. Oh, this area I got to improve, Lord. Amen. People are hurting. That's why they are hurting. Okay? Everybody say praise God. And we got to be ready to overcome evil with good. They don't deserve it, I know. But remember, let's not forget, we don't deserve grace. We don't deserve mercy. We don't deserve that. Let's overcome evil with good. You know why evil is reigning? Because there's no good that is overcoming it. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me here? Okay. So again, you know, be ready. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 1 and 2 tells us, I solemnly charge you, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with great patience and instruction. Amen. Preach the word. Declare His goodness. Get ready to share 
the good news, what it means to be born again. And we have an app that you can download. It's called a Born Again mobile app. You can download, look through it. The good news is this. Now we are able to do different languages. So we are able to put different languages soon. Everybody say praise the Lord. You know, I, I, I want to talk to parents, you know, for a moment. I want you, especially parents, you know, knowing this. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1 and 5. Let's look at that. 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1 and 5. It says this, no. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times will come. For men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, blasphemers, no, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, despiser of God, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, and from such people turn away. What is your strategy? I'm concerned because you have not been intentional about parenting. They are telling us this is what it's going to look like. This is the culture there. What is your counter strategy? What does it look like to remove lovers of pleasure? You still got your internet? You still got all those things? Is it okay to be bored? Unthankful? What is your strategy? Proud? What's the strategy of humility? Wow. Lots to think about, right? <laughs> because the Bible already tells us that. And some of us, you know, your children will not need to have a social media account. Your people also know that it is not you. What is your strategy? Parents should come together to unite and not wait for us to do something. It's coming. Full force. When you design a strategy, let me tell you something. You will not have any time for Netflix. Because your life takes a whole new purpose. Your life takes a whole new... If you know that God designed your child to be an Olympian, gold medalist, like, uh, what's his name? Schooling, is it? What's his name? Schooling. What would you do? What would you do? If God called them to be a preacher, what would you do? You observe them from a distance. My wife teach on this lesson that I love so much. She said that teaching your children is all about observing them. Observe their strengths, their weakness, their, 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 you know, their, 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 their aptitude whether they are musicians or whatever, put them in a school that will harness their giftings, if possible. If not, surround them with various ministries that you trust and are credible that will create an environment for your children to grow. Otherwise, they lose sight of their calling and they are drawn by the world. 
Amen. Get involved. Get involved. Get involved means throwing away your phone and not look at your computer games. Get involved and observe when you have a plan. Trust me, when you have a plan and a strategy, you focus everything on that. And then you have systems in place to help you be accountable. Amen. Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. You know, we, we, we do this planning and then you do agile soft, I mean agile, what they call that, uh, Charles, what you call agile training uh, framework. That means every week you ask yourself this question, are we achieving the goal? What works and what didn't work? Parenting is really like about this, what works and what didn't work? Because every child is different. I score, no use there. Like, you know, uh, uh, my oldest child, Adora, I came, uh, she said, come on, bring it on. I'd rather you cane me than deck at me. Abby, I take the cane only, she fainted already. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Come on. What work, positive or negative? I don't know. You got to figure it out. God give you the, the anointing. God give you the wisdom to know what to say to your children in such a way that it can be firm and not rude. Why? Because I'll tell you why. It is a concern that the basic foundation of being a resilient person is no longer there because you know what? They were raised up in an unhealthy environment. Amen. I want you to take this down there. You're, you parents got to start to think about a strategy and pray. You know what? There are times when I see a behavior I don't know what to deal with. You know, I go down on my knees and I say, God, I don't have wisdom. I'm concerned. I don't know what else to do. The more I talk to them, the more the wall gets higher. First of all, God, teach me how to break down the wall. Lord, I will do everything that I can for my children. Break down the wall that I have peeled. I messed up. I let anger. Grab a hold of me, God. I ask for forgiveness, so I beg you, Lord. Tear down that wall so that I can influence them. And God says this, anyone who humble themselves, anyone who asks for wisdom, he will give it graciously. And suddenly ideas start to pop. Boom, 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 boom. Well, I was like, ooh, oh, a dog is a good thing. Uh, don't buy a dog if God never asks you to buy a dog. Huh? Uh, so then do, don't go and tell your parents uh, uh, that uh, God told me uh, that I need to have a dog. <laughs> You'll be surprised what God can do. Not God, uh, not dog. God can do. <laughs> Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me here? You know, you've got to go down on your knees. Your greatest weapon is to pray. And you know what God takes delight in? A broken and a contract spirit he will not despise. And I just say, I mess up. I humble myself and I have to make it right. There are times I have to text them alongside, you don't deserve that. I was out in line. Help me be better. My children are my reverse mentors. That means they are teaching me to be better all the time. Are you with me here today? Amen. Come on. Uh, am I making sense? Uh, you know, I'm not perfect, but I will show my children that I will do everything 
to be the best because they deserve the best. And God deserves the best of my worship. Amen. Teach again, you know, every child's different situation, teaching them the greatest skill that you can give to your children is this. Listen very carefully. The greatest gift that you can give your children is the skill of getting along. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Besides the gospel, the skill of accepting themselves for who they are. Amen. So they can accept others. Praise God. Are, are you with me here today? Amen. So, so again, uh, like, like what I say, if you want them to receive the Holy Ghost, share the gospel, share what the Holy Ghost is, but most importantly, teach them how to praise and worship God. Sing songs with them. Call in the presence of the Lord to your home. Because when the presence of God comes, <laughs> you don't have to do much. God takes over. So the question then begs to be answered is that, have I learned to pray? Have I learned to call upon God to meet me at the place that I am? Then when you hit teenage, you have to deal with things like the birds and the bees. Some of you don't know what birds and the bees. You all know what the birds and the bees are? Huh? It's an idiom, okay. What's it, what, what does it mean? You see some of them, okay. <laughs> this is a subject that we all need to teach, sexuality. Amen. In the past, all I need to know whether I'm a male is just to go to the toilet, settle it. Now, there's a confusion that's going on that we need to teach that God created male, God created Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. Amen. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me here today? Amen. And, and again, you know, Sam, I always told him this every uh, 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 year, he's got to touch his sex education. Amen. Thankfully. Okay, everybody say praise God. And then they have to talk about their body changes, hormonal changes. Suddenly they like girls. Last time, when you want to hold hands with a girl, say, get ye behind me. Now say, come let me hold your hand. <laughs> oh, you give me that Google look. You got to teach them. Your body is changing. Your body can deceive you. Surround them with various ministry, healthy boundaries. And this is the most important one. Sleep. Ah. Remember this, your mind is a very important organ. Most of the time, we are going crazy because we have not enough sleep. Everybody say praise God. Are you with me here again? You see, you know, everything that we are going to do, you know, for the next couple of weeks after the Father's Day, okay? Father's Day, I'm not going to meddle. Father's Day, let's celebrate. But we're going to come into this point that I'm going to call training back again. 
but I'm not going to train you very difficultly. It's been a while. It's been a while. So we're going to train bit by bit, five minutes. Some of you never pray at all. We start with 10 minutes, 20 minutes of prayer. Start there. Get momentum. Amen. Are you with me here? Everybody okay with this? Because we are learning to prepare ourselves. First of all, if I'm not prepared to see Jesus, then how can I prepare others to see Jesus? In fact, I don't want to talk about Jesus. I'm running away. <laughs> you know what? People who are not prepared to meet Jesus don't talk about Jesus. Amen. They don't even know what spiritual warfare looks like. They don't care. They think not enough sleep. So we're going to prepare ourselves. I'm not saying that you are saved by works, okay? Come on, everybody say praise the Lord. But there is a place where the Holy Spirit is influencing us, making us ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. We must be that right that is ready. And when we are ready, guess what happened? When, you know, when, when, when my daughter is ready, she'll make everybody ready. <laughs> Mom, your hair. Jabez, your tie. <laughs> because you are ready. Amen. First strategy, make myself ready. Second strategy is make others ready. Okay, everybody say praise the Lord. Why don't we stand? I know uh, it's late, you know. I'm done with today's session. Why don't we stand? We're going to ask God to help us. And by the way, this is not just a message for those that are parents, but those that are singles too. Let me ask you, what's the kind of marriage that you want? I want you to think about it. You know what? Some of you are in courtship and I'm very excited for you. Wow, we're having revival of babies and we're having revival of courtship. But you know what's my concern? that you don't take it upon yourself to set goals. Because let me tell you what would happen if you don't have goals. Sister, we are come. Very cool, in love. Ah, shalala. You walk, don't have goals. She'll become my focus. And then when she becomes my focus, after a while, very boring, uh, wow. No freedom there. Freedom is gone. No focus. After a while, that, that honeymoon period, body out. Fly somewhere. Because love is a commitment. Love is self-control. We got to then ask ourselves, is there more to this? This? Is this more? You got to put yourself, ask yourself the questions that I've always asked. What kind of values that you believe in? I, I need to know. Before we move on to the next, where are you going? Where are you leading me? Because all this lovey-dovey thing will end. I need to know where you're leading me. What's the vision? In fact, thank you, Sister Wei. In fact, Jim Evans, write this down, Jim Evans, he has a booklet called Vision Retreat with all the couples to ask them, go get away every year 
buy this book called Vision Retreat, write it down, set strategies up. He breaks it down emotionally, your family, what you want to see, and so forth. I say again, my God is a God of focus. Amen. Everybody say praise God. Come on, everybody say praise God. 